There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? So like I was saying, everybody knows that the lizard people killed Kennedy with one of their Jewish orbiting space lasers because he was going to ship supplies of mind-altering juicy fruit gum to Vietnam, right? I mean, that's just common sense. But how come nobody wants to talk about how the Atlantean Guild of Master Flange Removers infiltrated the Rotary Club and used their resources to mix alien space DNA into Zagnut bars? Who's hiding the truth from us? The government! That's who! Welcome back, fellow truth seekers, to our <laughs> conspiracy series. You're a loon. Yes, well, <laughs> I was inspired this week. Yeah. We're just too good to be true. Can't take our eyes off of us. <sighs> Dang. Well, Frankie Valley was probably a CIA operative. Anyway, we're talking about the appropriately titled... <laughs> Think about it. Uh, <laughs> I did. It's my just brain a, broke. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the appropriately titled Conspiracy Theory from 1997, directed by Richard Donner and starring two of the most bankable stars of the era, Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson. Mm. And on that note, I would like to personally take a moment and apologize on behalf of all Jews everywhere for having started every war ever. <laughs> Sorry, that was our bad. <laughs> I am your deeply apologetic host, Max Levine, and over there, putting the final touches on his space-borne, pony-powered, earthquake-generating cannon, is Mike Luce. I'm sure it'll work this time, Mike. <laughs> winny, winny, I guess. <laughs> yeah, here, let me throw a phone at you. <laughs> that was him, right? Was that him that, or camera? Or no, no, or that, was, that was Russell that was Russell Crowe. Yeah, I can never. No, he, all these Jew haters look alike yeah, to me. So I didn't think Russell Crowe was anti-Semitic. He, I don't think. I think he just threw his phone because he's a jackass. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's sure it's a conspiracy somewhere, but we I'm all sure know that Mel is. Gibson hates Jews, <laughs> except when he apologizes the next day and then. Hits I'm a Jew sorry, and, I didn't yeah. mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. yes, he did. Well, he was raised by kind of a white supremacist, so matters not. But Max. Yes, we have the poll question to get to. Poll question. Last week we asked you, what movie conspiracy, real or fake, just drives you up the wall? Adam Mark tells us, moon landing. Literally thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people worked directly on the Apollo missions, 1 through 17, over a period of 11 years. It's one of the best and most extensively documented scientific endeavors ever. We have actual moon rocks to observe, measure, and test. It's one of the pinnacles of human achievement. Faking it would require such an improbable level of control over people and information, it's just not persuasive if even possible at all. This conspiracy, all based on, quote, some guy on the internet said so, well, it was before that, but sure, <laughs> spread by hucksters and little men without lives, can't argue with that, mm. uh, is, is uncompelling, non-persuasive, and deeply insulting to the hard work and sacrifices of the participants in the Apollo program. It's also deeply disrespectful to the memories of Virgil, Gus Grissom, Ed White, Roger Chaffee, who gave their lives in sacrifice for the program. Very well put, Adam. Yes, very well put. I agree. It, wholeheartedly. Never mind the fact that even the Chinese have said, yeah, we, we can see the stuff. It's we, still there. We, we're <laughs> there. Especially now that, hey, you know, we pointed a really big telescope. We can see the lander. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> and there's a bunch of tickets on it. <laughs> but actually, it's a little decal they stuck on the lens of the, te of the telescope. Yeah, sure. That's it. A decal. There's your conspiracy. Valerie, Mike's sister Coons, <sighs> says, can't think of one specifically. Any of the ones they, that insist that what you're saying is the absolute truth, hmm, like religion. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, um, wow. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and what they're saying is actually garbage. I remember as a kid going to see, yes, in the theater, In Search of Noah's Ark, and being amazed at their theories. I don't know how conspiratorial that movie actually is, but I think that any time a movie tries to sell hogwash as gospel, it's a conspiracy theory presenter of sorts. Well, not only did she see that film, I saw it with her. I, oh I remember boy. seeing it at the Waltham Cinema. Oh, uh, the Waltham Two screens, Cinema. but you only get to use one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm paraphrasing there. 
Uh, yeah, this is one of the Sun Classics. Sun Classics put out a couple of big films. That one in Historic, I think it was In Search of Historic Jesus. Oh, yes. Uh, in Search of Noah's Ark were the big ones. And uh, quite honestly, I think a lot of people went at least to the Noah's Ark one because it was all about, they found it, it's true, it's on the top of that mountain, even though it's a rock. Yeah, so they're like, <laughs> yes, here's, here we can see Noah's Ark, Noah's Ark on this mountain artists rendering well they had a photograph and it's the same thing like the face on mars it's like uh, yeah when the sun's in the right position and the shadows and you are cast, squint and, and you stand on squint, one foot <laughs> and if things are out of focus it looks like a face or it looks yeah. like it must be what it is yep even though it's not mount ararat and it's nowhere near mount ararat <laughs> this, this proves nothing yeah and but and, you know you, you i want to believe it's like okay Parappa the Rapper, but <laughs> that's a deep what? Wow. <laughs> and, of course, our conspiracy expert from the Great White North, Vince. Ooh, Snowy. I am sure I mentioned this somewhere before, but one conspiracy thing that bugs me is any film that has Nazis with super weapons or hidden bases or anything that supports the Ubermensch in, in image that many of them have. This idea that the Germans had flying saucers or advanced tech to me downplays the evil they did and plays into the idea that they actually were better and smarter than everyone else. It's not true, and I think it's better to use an invented villain conspiring in the shadows over a very real one. Putting my soapbox back in my soapbox cabinet where I keep all my soapboxes and a pair of boots. <laughs> good so, point, Vince. Very good. He does point. have a good point. I will say though that you also can't downplay the fact that they were this close to beating us to the atomic bomb. Yeah, and it was not because of super science. It's no. because they had been trying for a, a harder and longer. Yeah, and there was some like they developed a I forget with which the missile was where they started bombing England from Germany. That was the V two rockets. Yeah. The V two yeah. rockets. Yeah. In, uh, the first in effect, you know, well they were the international missiles. The international house, house of missiles. House of pancakes, yeah. Yeah. Um but the idea that they had yeah. Super soldier serum. Sorry, Captain America. <laughs> uh, that they had, uh, like, that, that the blonde people were any better than any but other people. Mm. All that stuff is just guff. Um, so I totally understand that. But, uh, yep. Max, this was yeah. your question. Yeah, it was. And uh, I, I assume you had a specific theorem in mind. What is not, your not least favorite? Not until I thought about it. Yeah. I got two oh, that I just know that was can't. my question. So. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what are you trying to convince me of? Stop gaslighting me! Who do you work for? Calm down and pick up your copy of Catcher in the Rye and everything will okay. be fine. <laughs> You're right. Here you are. Hi. Yeah, oh, J.D. Salinger, you get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what, what is your favorite or uh, least favorite in this case <laughs> um, conspiracy theory and film? I got two. Yeah. One is an old one, which was the fluoride is mind control drug. Yeah. Yeah, you look at the chemical composition of fluoride, it doesn't interact with... It's just yeah. massively stupid. Yeah. And the other one, which kills me because it keeps... It persists, is the flat earthers. Oh, dear gods. The earth is flat, man. You're, it's flat like your head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. No, that, no, no, that was King Ferdinand. That was from the... Uh, Bugs Bunny oh, meets so Columbus one. So it was. He, that was supposed to be King Ferdinand of Spain, who happened to sound exactly like Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. Funny that. Yeah. Conspiracy! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that just... It's like, never mind scientific proof. Have you been in an airplane? Yeah. What happens to the ships when the, you can see them disappear over the horizon? Apparently that's when they go over the water mountains. Rocking and rolling, splishing and a splashing. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, and this is my big question on that one, is who does it benefit? Yeah. If the world was flat, who does it benefit yeah. trying to tell us it's round? Why, why are they trying to? Yeah. So oh. what about you? What's, what's you? This, was your, this was your question. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, now, the two that you mentioned, I don't remember seeing in particularly in movies, but that's okay because it allows me to cheat as well. The one that drives me up the wall, besides Flat Earth, Flat Earth is just so incredibly stupid. Um, I just, I, whatever. It's the, oh no, it wasn't Shakespeare. It was somebody else who wrote uh, the Shakespeare stuff. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. It's, I, it no. literally stems from, well, a poor guy couldn't have written that. Yeah. This guy was a peasant. <laughs> he was a son of a glove maker. He can't, he couldn't write that good. Yeah. Only we write that good. We write gooder than anyone. Uh, 
let's let's just throw it out there. A person that called themselves Shakespeare <laughs> wrote all the plays uh, and the sonnets. There, we're what, done. That's what Mark Twain said. The plays were either written by Shakespeare or by a man calling himself Shakespeare. I don't care. And stop. just stop. You don't have yeah. any proof. You literally that's, don't have any proof other than it can't be that guy because I say so. Just shut up and stop well, no, trying if you, to... if you take the 43rd letter of each 11th paragraph... Right, my ice pick? <laughs> <laughs> it spells out Francis Bacon in um, Swedish. Francis or Roger Bacon, uh, <laughs> for those of you who still have a copy of Science Made Stupid. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, that's where they do this whole who wrote these, the Shakespeare plays, and they can't remember which Bacon they're talking about, so they just go back and forth. So Francis uh, or Roger Bacon, bored between... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the one that just I I hate anybody who comes up with that. You know, it was probably no, it wasn't. Just shut up. That's uh, that's mine. But uh, we thank you for all your answers. Um, we didn't get that many this week, but they were all actually really because, passionate and good. Yeah. They were. Uh, you know why we didn't get any this week? Somebody was stopping them. Um, so, uh, who would care? <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. But I'm working on it. Right <laughs> I'm now, sure I'm, I think it's either the Rosicrucians, the Illuminati, or possibly Little Debbie. <laughs> That's your answer to everything. You think Little Debbie is behind everything. She is! Yeah, Big Debbie. That's what we're worried about. <laughs> That's Big right. Debbie. Big Little Debbie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the only way to thwart this conspiracy is to come up with another poll question. And Max, yes. have you done so? I have done so. Okay. What historical figure do you think has been the most badly portrayed in movies overall? Pocahontas, Stephen Hawking, Genghis Khan. What Franz famous, List. <laughs> what famous person from history makes you go, oh man, will they ever get them right in a movie? Who just huh. consistently is shown bad? Just they get it wrong. I'm I don't go mean with Franz List. <laughs> okay, he was played by Roger Daltrey. I think he was also played by Harpo Marx. Uh, no, I think that was um, uh, the guy with the apple on his head. Uh, oh, Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because nothing says yeah, Isaac thing. Newton more. Than... <laughs> <laughs> he spoke in that role. So yeah, and at the end, we will let you know how you can respond to this if you don't already know at the end. Or will? Yeah, we will. Yeah, I'm, unless, I'm tired unless of this someone gets crap. to us first. Yeah, Big Debbie. Fine, whatever. Yep. <laughs> but now, let us move on to trivia. Facts. Budget, seventy-five million. Ooh. Worldwide gross. How much do you think this thing made? Seventy-five million. Nope. One hundred and thirty-six. Mm, so not so a success. It was not a big success. No. Good. Not especially given the star power and the hype. Yeah. Uh, director. The director is Richard Donner. Yeah. Who basically pays? Who pays tribute to himself in this movie? Because when oh, Jerry ducks right. into a movie theater, the movie is play that's playing is Lady Hawk. Also, Lady Hawk. Richard Donner. I also gave he directed us, that. Yeah, he also gave us the two Superman movies. Uh, the two, sorry, the two good Christopher Reeves Superman movies. Yep. Uh, he gave us all four Lethal Weapon movies. I, I see a connection. The Omen and the Goonies. But oh. surely his greatest creation that we will all remember, that will live on, it truly be his legacy, he directed Uh-Oh, Chongo! Danger Island. Right. Yes. He did Danger Island. He was the direct. Yep. He directed the segment <laughs> on the banana splits hour of Danger Island. Well, somebody had to. That's my. <laughs> no, no they didn't. They really didn't. <laughs> and by the way, he is in this movie. Oh, where, where he is he? He is the very first cab passenger in the opening credits. He has no lines. He's just in the back of the cab. I think uh, you can see a quarter of his face. So could we then suspect that he directed this movie from the backseat of a car? Oh, oh dear. <laughs> uh, according to an interview with Donner, uh, he says that he met the screenwriter for this, uh, Brian Helgeland, yep. who's probably better no best known by me. Anyway, he wrote and directed A Knight's Tale. Yeah, among other things. He actually yeah. did, a, like, Mystic River. Yep, he did a bunch uh, of stuff. Conspiracy uh, Theory, LA Confidential. Yep. Uh, some, actually, some good stuff. He did. Oops. Am I oh, letting dear. it out too early? <laughs> uh, he met Brian Helgen when he was driving uh, to the Warner Brothers gate, and he saw Brian standing there holding a sign that said, we'll, we'll write for work for money. Richard got out of the car and asked him about the sign, and Brian replied he was a screenwriter and was looking for work. 
Donner decided to give him a chance. They ended up working on this movie, and they ended up working on the 1995's movie Assassins, which I'm sure you remember. Um, no, of course you don't. No. Um, <laughs> according to Richard Donner, Mel Gibson improvised all of the opening scenes in this movie when he's expounding on all of the conspiracy theories to the series of Passengers. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Sure. Uh, the movie centers a little bit around the CIA's secret program, MK Ultra. This is a real thing, by the way. I know it's a big favorite among conspiracy wackos, but it was real and very well documented. It ran from 1953 to 1973, and when the, after which the director of the CIA ordered all the files destroyed. About 20,000 documents were somehow preserved and later released by a Freedom of Information request hmm. in 77. So it did exist, and I, I'm just assuming the CIA forgot they were there. Huh. Yeah. Real, MK huh? Ultra was a, a... Now, what it involved is a little murkier. It was basically mind control. It was not mental, you know, psionic powers to be used as weapons or whatever. It was figuring out how to control people. I will do as Simon says. Yeah, exactly. I will do as Simon says. <laughs> yeah, yes, great mustard. Oh, it's going to be a deeper week. I yeah. can see it now. Yep. Uh, in the movie, we get a bunch of references to an earthquake that is supposed to take place on a southern coast with a magnitude of 7.3 during a presidential visit. It was Turkey. A 7.3 earthquake did happen in the northwest part of Turkey in 1999, just before a presidential visit. Coincidence? Yes. Yes. The movie, <laughs> the movie, of course, also makes references to Lee Harvey Oswald, the Kennedy assassin. In the movie, he, Jerry evades capture by running into a Barnes & Noble bookstore, which, as we all know, is a CIA front, and <laughs> seeks sanctuary in a theater. This is a reference to Oswald, who ran from a book depository and hid in a theater after the assassination. Ah. Uh, didn't see Ladyhawk, though, did he? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, th here's a really weird little sort of conspiracy or secret thing, Easter egg, which is a bit of a stretch. When Jerry is in the hospital for the first time, when he writes the word Geronimo on the drawer, sure. the room number and the hospital door is briefly visible, 322. This number is well known in conspiracy circles for being the address of the Skull and Bones Society at Yale University which is said to have the skull of Geronimo in its possession. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, Richard Donner tried to get... This movie was rated R, by the way. And uh, Richard Donner tried to why? get the... Yeah, he tried to get them to change it to PG-13. The movie has a few violent moments. The R rating seems a little much. Yeah. Because the, the F word is never used. There's no sex, no nudity... Virtually no strong language. Apparently the appeal failed because of the violent, quote, violent tension between Mel Gibson and Patrick Stewart's characters. By the way, if you ever want to see something about this, you should watch a movie called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. It's about you, the MPAA rating series system and how weird it is. There's more deaths in the original Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of them, actually. Oh, hundreds thousands. of thousands if you count the guys in the Death Star. Yeah, <laughs> who counts them? They're yeah, all the same all. guy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when Jerry explains that all lone gunmen have a middle name and he can't figure out Sirhan Sirhan, uh, his middle name was not also Sirhan. It was, in fact, Bishara. Oh, of course. Yep, Sirhan Bishara Sirhan. To do Ron, 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 to do Sirhan. <laughs> oh, go ahead and make fun of languages you don't yeah. understand. Yep. <laughs> By the way, uh, just be before we start saying how, you know, before this was before Mel Gibson became but Mel Gibson, he very famously, as an introductory prank to Julia Roberts, gave her a gift-wrapped, freeze-dried rat at the commencement of the shoot. Okay. What a funny, funny guy. Clearly, this is where Jared Leto got the idea for his Joker nonsense. I see. Yeah. Mel also hosted a seminar for gay and lesbian filmmakers on the set of this movie. This was largely to counter any perception of him being anti-LGBTQIA, following some off-color remarks in the press and the controversial scene in Braveheart in which the gay young prince is unceremoniously killed. No, oh, spoiler. I didn't, uh, I didn't see it. It's got Mel Gibson in it. 
This is also the only collaboration with, between Mel Gibson and Richard Donner that doesn't have Danny Glover in it. Uh. They did Maverick together, and Glover has a cameo in that. There's mm. a few other minor point things about like other conspiracy vague links and how they worked the, the various names of screenwriters and screenwriters' friends into the movie, but that's pretty much it. Why are you glossing over those details, Max? Those particular details, I wonder? Nope, you don't need to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. But I'm betting after all of that trivia, we have a story. Tell us a Me story. <sighs> Jerry Fletcher, played by Mel Gibson, is a New York cab driver who appears to believe in just about every government conspiracy theory that ever oozed into being, and boy, is he willing to share them with every fare he picks up. He is also obsessed with the surprisingly hot Justice Department lawyer, Alice Sutton, played by Julia Roberts. <laughs> Alice just writes him off as a surprisingly hot, harmless nut job. Hot? But suddenly, well, a lot of people think so. Hmm. But suddenly, Jerry is kidnapped by evil Captain Picard. Sorry, <laughs> Dr. Jonas, played by Sir Patrick of Stewart who straps him to a wheelchair, pumps him full of evil drugs, and demands to know how many lights he sees. I mean, sorry, what Jerry knows. <laughs> Jerry, to the complete surprise of the audience, manages to escape, and it seems that at least one of his conspiracy theories that also involves the murder of Alice's father is true. This leads to twists, turns, hot pursuit, black helicopters, the CIA, the revelation that maybe Jerry was the one who killed Alice's father. But did he? Or is this another version of the Picard Maneuver? And how does Jerry Garcia figure into this? Jerry Fletcher? Jerry Garcia? Coincidence? I don't think so. What's with all the so. Jerry's? What's with all the all Jerry's? I don't know what the deal is with all the Jerry's. But now yeah. I'm turning into Don Knotts. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to call Thelma Lou. Uh, that's the end of our story. That is. The film. So, Max, did yeah. you uh, you pick this film? Did you did. see it when it came out? I believe I did. I think I saw it in the theaters. <laughs> I believe. I, I don't really remember. <laughs> I know I'd seen it before, but I honestly couldn't remember if I'd seen it in the theaters or if I saw it on videotape. Wow, that's the, what you want to hear from a uh, your favorite film reviewer. I think I saw it. I don't <laughs> no, know. I know I saw it. In fact, I may have seen it. I think I actually saw it a couple of times huh. in that it would come on cable or something and I would keep watching it. Oh, so like a Swanson's TV dinner, you yeah. have to eat, and that's all that's there. <laughs> Pretty much. It was just something like, oh, this is on. I, yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. I did that this weekend. I was I was away and uh, often in a hotel room, and it's like, oh, they're running every Harry Potter film. I'll just watch those. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you know. And, uh, the best thing was that we get them out of order. So I'd start oh. with Sorcerer's Stone, and then suddenly it's you know Order of the Phoenix. And it's like, oh, boy, they grow up. Yeah, um, so Yes, yeah, I'm, Harry, you, I'm Harry Potter. That's right, I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> ah, the other one dropped, did it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this film, as you pointed out, opens up with Mel Gibson espousing every dumb conspiracy theory that pretty much that we've ever yeah. heard of, making him instantly likable to both his fares and the audience. I will say this. It makes him instantly believable as a New York cab driver who won't shut up. <laughs> I've run there yeah. now. This isn't as common anymore, uh, but it used to. It, it was just true. Every time you got in, you just got a. I, I would the few times I would take a cab in New York, I would get a running monologue. Yeah. See, I can't tell whether I'd rather the taxi driver spoke a lot, a little bit yeah. here and there, or didn't say anything. Yeah. Because I mostly, say. especially with like Lyft drivers, I mostly get the I don't talk. You know, it's like yeah. once you get in, it's like okay, he might say hello, but that would be it. And then you just sit there in silence waiting for the axe murderer to pop out. Because, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, the, one time I, mm -hmm. the one time I had to be picked up for, uh, to be towed, I wish it had been uh, one of the quiet people, because uh, I got to have the tow truck driver tell me how good he was at fathering children. <laughs> Which would, you really needed to know. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, you, like, you must anyway. be a very proud young man, yeah. I, I, he was not a young man. Um, okay. Mel, I get to go out right from the top and say, you know, besides the whole anti-Semitic thing, which won't have happened yet, at least when the film was made, but he makes it kind of easy to hate him. 
I really just character's obnoxious. He's he's every conspiracy nut boiled into one, right? Not only does he believe them all, but he's going to tell all of them to you. There's even one point where he's going on and on, and he realizes there's nobody in the car with him. <laughs> and he doesn't know, did I pick anybody up, or did they jump out? He does yeah. not even know. At one um, point, he almost kills one of his fares by zoning out and driving into traffic. Yeah, which... Uh, let's come back to that, because there's this weird tone with this film. But we'll come back to the tone. Um, the next thing we see is that not only is he a conspiracy nut, not only will he not shut up, but hey, on top of this, to make us really like him, he's a stalker. Yeah, we see him watching Julia Roberts' character, Alice, through binoculars from the street while she's on her treadmill. Yeah. Now And uh, trying to figure out what music she is listening. Of course, now... There are so many things that wouldn't work now in this movie. Like, he's like, oh, what song is she listening to? I'll check the radio. Like, she's not listening to a Walkman. She's not listening to uh, any kind of uh, other music. Oh, Walkman had long been out when this movie was made. Never mind a CD player or anything else that might have music. No, it acts to be the radio. And unfortunately, this will be not to be the last time that we get to hear Can't Take My Eyes Off You by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. I kept thinking, why don't you just play Every Breath You Take? It's more appropriate. (laughs) And it had come out. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a a conspiracy nut. He's a stalker. But at least he's a lousy driver. (laughs) Because, yeah. Well, he drives his, like... I'm sorry, like the old New York cabbies used to, which was with a complete disregard for every other car on the road. Yeah, but he seems to be even worse than that. Mm. Um, I just, I don't know. I would, there's one guy he, the guy he zones out on who is you know, banging on the window to wake him back up because they're going the wrong way down a one-way street. Yeah. And the thing that I thought was interesting is when he finally gets uh, Jerry to pull over, he actually pays the fare. <laughs> I'm like, why did you? whatever and then he leaves he he manages to get out of the film um mel gibson so let's talk about the acting so mel gibson's in this movie yes yes he is uh now i believe it or not audience uh, are you out there (laughs) hello hello cam Um, i've never seen a lethal weapon film oh they just don't interest me now i know that the shtick is that danny glover is the sane partner and Mel Gibson is the loose cannon kind of crazy partner. Kind of. Danny Glover's the older, more experienced, more conservative cop. Right. And Mel Gibson does crazy things. And you said that they, you know, Richard Donner and Mel Gibson did all the Lethal Weapon films. I don't know where the off switch is, but I'd really like to find it. And there are moments where I can't tell... Is he actually doing a really good job, or is he just overacting the hell out of this role? Considering I've seen a number of other performances of his, I think he's acting. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Um, I There's a real problem, especially these days, where there's a lot more talk about mental illness and how we really need to be more... Uh, I aware, say susceptible, really. aware, yeah. not susceptible. Um, <laughs> I, think we're, but, I think you're plenty susceptible. Yeah, uh, well, that has been argued. Yeah. Um, and I can't. This, uh, I guess we can, we have to get to the tonal shift because I can't talk about Mel Gibson and not talk about the tone of the film. The idea that playing mental illness for laughs is obviously not acceptable anymore, and I can't tell if he is or not. Is this I, movie I, supposed I'm, to be funny? Because there's points where it feels like it's supposed to be funny, and it's really not. And they're not all just Mel Gibson doing his best Robin Williams. It's just like when he escapes from um, Evil Picard, which is exactly (laughs) how I put it in my notes. It's this scene where he's in a wheelchair, and quite honestly, it's not entirely unlike the escape scene from Big Trouble in Little China, which takes place in a wheelchair. (laughs) A little, yeah. Except he kills two people. Now, to be fair... These are evil agents of evil that have kept captured him in the name of evil, but he literally kills two of them in his yuck yuck escape from the evil building, and I can't tell if it's See, supposed to be funny. I didn't or not. think that I didn't think that was supposed to be funny. I I found that whole torture sequence really unsettling because I mean well, he gets waterboarded, he gets uh, pumped full of some kind of psychotropic, yeah, and he you know he literally. Bites Picard's nose off. <laughs> well, he leaves bite marks. It yeah, ends he up bites being a through. Lot. He bites through probably half of it. 
yeah. and le- leaves. I guess he gets it stitched back up, but yeah. Well, that's that's you know the Borg in Picard there makes him able to heal that back really ah, quickly. The Borg um, Nanites repair that, him. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it was him at first. It's not till a little bit later. It's like oh, it's evil Picard. Okay, yeah. that's fine. It's <laughs> it's uh, Locutus. Um, yeah, I don't know the way that it's being played like he happens to bump into things and knock the guy out the window and he happens to roll backwards into the guy. It just feels like it's being played for laughs. No, and it's I did, really I weird. just found the whole thing, the fact that they've taped his eyelids open, which now, looks see, again, really... Un- that, that I agree with. The torture itself is very unsettling and I had to look away. The escape, though has this weird I can see it being taken that way. I didn't take it that way. I just found that the whole thing is supposed to be incredibly disjointed and disoriented, and I thought they did a pretty good job of portraying someone who, it wasn't so much mental illness, it was, he was whacked out of his mind, I don't know, scopolamine or something, terrified, his eyes are are tied open, he's just been waterboarded, he's completely disoriented, and he's trying like hell to get out, and he's just screaming and thrashing and you know, babbling, and he doesn't know what's going on. I don't think that was funny. I don't think it was I supposed don't think to it be was funny. funny either. I don't think it, it was supposed like, to be. I really don't. It felt like it. It felt very, bu- well, bumbling will come back in this film. Uh, it felt very like, oh, look, I happen to knock the guy off the, uh, out of the window. <laughs> It just and this will come back later. There's other scenes that feel like is this supposed to be funny? I don't know, and that, I'm not saying it was. I just the way it's portrayed, I can't tell, and I think that that's a problem because the, we go from this scene, which is really disturbing and reminded me a lot of uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, and then that, that was that came up. I'm sure that was intentional. He literally bumbles his way past two, and I'm going to call them this, they're not, but I'm going to call them this because we don't know, CIA operatives. Yeah. And it's like, he really stumbles his way, and that won't be the last of that. So, I don't know. I... The tone in this film is weird, and I can't tell where we're supposed to look. Julia Roberts is fine. Yeah, she does a nice job. My only problem is, why does she put up with him? I mean, okay, he's Mel Gibson. And whether you think so or not, he is generally considered a stunningly good-looking man, especially at that period. Okay. So maybe that's it, but yeah, she seems to have, she just thinks he's harmless or she thinks he's vulnerable. I don't understand why she puts up with him in this movie at all, and I don't understand, okay, he's obsessed with her, I don't understand how she grows to, to be in love with him. Yeah, my, my line was, or my note was, I don't believe Alice cares so deeply for Jerry. It seems like somebody she might have a slight affection for because of, we find out later, oh, he saved me from a mugging. Okay, so I can see why she puts up with it to some extent. Yeah. But... Uh, Especially finding out that he's, like, been stalking her and has a huge painting of her on his, on his wall. Oh, uh, in his, uh, what do they call that, those things? His safety room? No, what his do they call sa- that? Panic, panic room. room. Yeah. Yeah. His apartment is somewhat puzzling. First off... A, how does this guy get enough money to have a, a New York medallion? He had a friggin' medallion, a taxi driver's medallion. Those used to be, un- I mean, they still are. They're unbelievably hard to get. What is a medallion, please? It's a know. license to be a taxi driver. Oh, yeah, except it's not him. Did you notice? Oh, yeah, they use the, it's the, a different name. He's under it's Raffi Paulian. Yeah, yeah. Because he looks like a Raffi Paulian. Sure, why not? I yeah, I mean I, I suppose that goes into his whole yeah he's got a fake cons- persona he's terrified he's incredibly paranoid his entire apartment this is the part I didn't get why why is everything so narrow did he build all of those walls himself oh no my guess is that the the apartment was originally bigger and to make more money sure we all do yeah. they cut to cut it in half you think they sub- made but you know, I don't mean the south that was a small apartment because it wasn't it was actually pretty big but. The spaces he walks in yeah. are really narrow, like he's built the walls in there himself for some reason. Well, it's easier to cover with tinfoil, which think, he has. Which he has. The whole place is lined with metal. Yeah. His food is all locked up, and his refrigerator is locked, and inside the refrigerator, all his beverages have combination locks in, in metal containers. I, which, whatever. I don't. Yeah, no, he's okay. afraid someone will tamper with his food. This is... This is, again, one of those things where it's, you know, mental illness played for, huh? Because that is, there are people who are genuinely concerned about that. Sure. And it it bears no examination at all. It's like, oh, I've locked my whatever, my coffee beans in this metal 
container. Well, couldn't the bad guys just replace the entire container and you'd never know? Well, they wouldn't know what the, con- the combination on the lock was and the combination oh, would be different. <laughs> please. That is the least of what they could figure out. Yeah. Suppose it, except in this movie. Because in this movie... Yakety sacks. Um, yeah, I got to say the bad guys in this are not very competent. No, my, my they're whole thing horrible. Was, when <laughs> Evil Picard is in there and he, he like bites his nose and he he's in a wheelchair, he has like one leg free, and he manages to overpower him. It's like you didn't think to have one other guy in the room with you. No, they're like way down the hall. No, the the, the and we're going to call let's just call them CIA because they don't even yeah. supposedly it's some super secret not even CIA organization whatever I don't care they're not imaginative or smart and there's some of the things they do that you know and that's what this film spends its time basically slowly proving all of the crazy theories that Jerry has one of which being the silent helicopters I'm sorry helicopters no matter what aren't that silent they do have what is called a reduced noise mode some of them do but they're that just means it's like the silencers on guns in movies no silencer makes the gun go it just lowers the noise level so you don't blow out an eardrum shooting it inside it's still incredibly loud and helicopters in quiet mode are still very very audible and are not allowed to fly that low in a city well, they're in the middle of Manhattan, and they're yeah. silent. They go into silent mode, yeah. and they start having people rappel down these ropes. And there's tons of New Yorker walking by, going, "Huh, here's something you don't see every day." Uh, really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's a bit much. More and of course, you know, much. nowadays that would all, all of it would have been live streamed and Twitter. Yeah, well, and, yeah. Well, you can't really blame. But uh, you know, the idea that somebody on the cor- a street corner in New York had a camera even in 1997 seems pretty likely. Yeah. Um, but these these people are boobs. They are all boobs. Um, and that whole scene where they take Jerry in and they're doing the torture. Why? What is the purpose of That's this? That's the thing. I'm not sure. They keep trying to find out what he knows. About what? Is it they're trying to figure out what he remembers? If he knows what happened to him? Well, Nothing. spoiler, he's one of their operatives. He yeah. knows what you know and less. But that And he's forgotten sp- a lot of it. Yeah, but they don't just, let's see, what's the phrase? Kill him! Yeah. <laughs> and this guy... He has no family. He ha- That's probably why he was chosen for the program. He's got almost, except for Alice, he has no connections. Yeah. They could have killed him really easily, as they and, do all these other people. Well, except somehow Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> they there's kill- a scene where she's being chased. She's she's at this, this uh, remote ranch, location. Yeah. yeah, she manages to get out, and there are people chasing her with guns. And she is being targeted by a sniper-like person with a laser sight. And the only reason she doesn't get shot is some other dumb agent literally leaps up between them, gets shot. She runs away, and somehow nobody pursues her. Yeah. And Gore continues to shoot. (laughs) Or phones Captain Picard and says, hey, by the way, you know that lady that we were holding? Yeah, she got away. Because later on... He's telling Jerry, yeah, she's dead. She's totally dead. You are so screwed, she's dead. And it's like, didn't anyone tell you she's very much mm, not dead? I figured he was just messing with him at that point. He seemed to be pretty surprised when she showed up. It's just dumb, Um, which is true of most conspiracy theories. But I don't think that's what they meant to do in this film. One of the other things that stood out to me, I don't know about you, but the the movie's score felt very... um, blunt and shall we say bargain basement huh it very little didn't really notice score. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> the score is there to help you like feel oh heightened feelings of tension and instead of the score is like <laughs> it's it's dull I, it's like i rarely notice scores unless it's really you know like star wars you know john williams that kind of thing that thunder yeah. score a lot of times they go into the background and this time i'm sitting there listening going is the band awake? Maybe we should give them a shove. <laughs> Scene missing. So yeah, his apartment is magic. Apartment. Yeah. Apparently he rents the one downstairs too. So get, yeah. uh, Where does he get all this money, by the way? There's no way a cabbie. He can afford two apartments in New York. He can afford a medallion license. He can afford all this equipment. Yeah. What is and, he? I mean, when they're looking for him, they say at one point, I mean, you was, you're supposed to assume these charges are trumped up. They, he's wanted in a string of bank robberies. 
Maybe yeah. he robbed a few banks. And just doesn't remember. He does seem to have a lot of, like, he has cash, too. Like, he's, yeah. he's waving cash around at one point. Yeah. Don't he know. is. Yeah, whatever. No idea. Um, so, uh, Captain Picard, I'm sorry, uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I, yes. He's been better. Um, I he don't, does okay, but he doesn't have a lot to work with. It's not much of a part. And there's a point later when he, and he uh, brings Alice in, so to speak. Or actually, to be fair, mm. Alice finds him. Yeah. Um, and... He sits here and lays out the what's really happening speech. I don't know about you, but I didn't believe a word he said. The problem was the story itself would have been convincing, but he plays it so creepy and so untrustworthy that I'm like, no, there is no, I'm sorry. A concussed bee wouldn't believe it <laughs> wouldn't believe a word he was saying. Yeah. And it's kind of too bad because this is a point where we could, as an audience, be taken in. And I think we're supposed to be like, maybe Mel is crazy. It's like, well, yeah, I've been believing that for the whole film. But instead, they continue on this whole thing where they eventually prove that, yes, the government does have a magic earthquake laser beam yes. in the space shuttle yeah, because that yeah. even well, comes true. But um, yeah, yeah, there is one thing that they do here that, Max, I think you'll agree with me just just. I couldn't go, get past this. She but, is one point she's driving with Mel ha now believing, I'm sorry, with Jerry. Yeah. Now believing that he is in fact crazy and needs to be brought in. And she turns on a device. It's called a cell phone or a cellular uh -oh. telephone. I haven't heard about those. And they managed to trace it. Now, come on. I think <laughs> you can tell me that this is entirely impossible. You could never trace us. It's a moving uh, phone. Can't uh, do it. Nope, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it was probably even easier then than it is now. Actually, I'm not sure. I think that was an analog phone that oh. might have actually been a little more different. They could have, this was before every phone had a friggin' GPS chip shoved in it. Oh. But yeah, they could have done it by the cell towers. Sure. They just could have. Yeah, it could have been one of the... What got me, oh, this go was ahead. another thing to me of evil Picard being an idiot. It's like, okay, we're putting a bug in the pizza box. We're not going to put any kind of tracking device on Alice, on your clothes. I thought he was going to slip something in her coat. No. Yeah. If you can make one that small, of course you could just stick one in her pocket or attach it to her collar. Come on. Well, again, not no imaginative or smart. Just, yeah, just a, no backup at all. Yeah, they're not as smart as any of the three agencies that Mel lists in this film. I don't know if you caught this. The FBI, the CIA, and the IMF. Yes, he mentions the Impossible <laughs> Missions Force. <laughs> Apparently, he's, he thinks Mr. Hunt is going to show up. I'm Peter Graves. <laughs> yeah. and, even I, and even I think this is nonsense. Yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff in here that does not really uh, make a lot of sense. Um, and a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with the uh, plot. Um, there's also later on, we capture Jerry again, and this time for sure, and instead <laughs> of just killing him, they tie him up and put him in an occupied hospital. Do we yeah. know why we do this? No. There are people around, and obviously they're not all operatives, because one of them, for a hundred bucks, says, come on, Alice, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Well, and also... Basically they becomes she, an NPC. <laughs> she walks in and she says, I need to see so-and-so. I'm with the Justice Department. And... They respond, well, of course you have credentials. And, of course, the audience is like, well, of course she does. Yeah, we've seen them. But instead, but she pulls out a $100 bill, and it's like... Uh, I guess she forgot her credentials. They were in her other pants. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, All yeah, he right. had to do was show her ID, but no. I Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Course, you know, and, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't know. I am with the Justice Department. It says yeah. so on this card. I, yeah. How come justice is spelled with two Ts? And, and three <laughs> Ss. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, if, if an agent ever came to my door and I asked to see ID, it would help me not at all unless I was able to go, yeah. yeah, let me see your ID. Let me grab my phone so I can look up and see what an ID from the FBI is supposed <laughs> to look like because I don't yeah. know. No, you call the field. If someone says they're from the FBI, you call. You say, sure, I'm going to call the local field office and confirm that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, so, hey, we've taught you something. Max yeah. Mike Movies, after 211 episodes, <laughs> has finally taught you something. Hooray! <laughs> Um, I want to go into something that did pop up in this that was curious, and I, I did do a little bit of uh, research on. So, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Apparently, Catcher in the Rye, and they bring this up, that, that has yeah, shown John up. John Hinckley, and who's and the other one? John, uh, Mark, John, Mark uh, Chapman. Yeah, um, they both had copies. 
it turned out that there's a third guy I'd never heard of. Is a guy named yeah. Robert John Bardo. He killed mm. Rebecca Schaefer, who I also don't know, oh, and he okay. was also carrying a copy with that when he committed the crime. Oh. Um, Chapman not only identified with Holden Caulfield, he wanted to change his name to Holden Caulfield. Uh. And in the copy he was carrying when he shot Lennon, he wrote, this is my statement and signed it Holden Caulfield. Oh. Now, I okay. personally don't remember anywhere in Catcher in the Rye where it says, whatever you do, don't forget to kill John Lennon. But <laughs> apparently my, Mark David Chapman did. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, wow, all three of these, all these guys had the same book. Let's not forget, that is like one of the most commonly assigned books in high school or college yeah. in the country. Yeah. Of co Most people at one point or another who have gone to school have had a copy of that book. Well, also, it's a book about an outsider going yeah. through the pains of adolescence. I'm guessing most of the people who are mass murderers or famous killers are not exactly the football hero. So, yeah. of course, they identify with the character in the book because that's who they feel like. Um, they pointed out that John Hinckley uh, was a admirer of Chapman, yeah. and he also had a copy in his apartment. They also later said, well, he also had copies of lots of other books. Yeah, he did. He had a lot of other books. That's It's just so, a little... Odd to focus on. There's but, also some stuff here. What? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, um, part of the conspiracy theories come from this movie, especially the ones where the CIA has implanted codes in the book for mind control. Thank you, yeah. movie. And that the book has been banned and unbanned many times, and that the, some of the reasons that the book was unbanned is so that schools can practice mind control. Sure. To do what? I don't know, because it's not like Holden Caulfield at the end says, you know what I should do? I should go and become an accountant and marry a nice lady and have a couple of kids and live in the suburbs. Yeah, not huh? so much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really, yeah. Let, let's mind control people to be disaffected and uh, distant and uh, suspicious. Yeah. So uh, the whole catcher in the rye thing, honestly, the whole idea of it being part of conspiracy theories seems to be as confusing to its author as it does to anybody who, I don't know, thanks. <laughs> but it does seem to pop up here and there. Yeah. I, they also deal with, I think, a kind of an interesting thing. Part of what they say is, when it turns out the FBI agent that is trying, the sort of trying to be a love interest for Alice and uh, is ostensibly on her side. You mean knockout is, guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain Unconcho. I was watching him going, oh, this poor guy, my God, he's been... He's been clubbed on the head multiple times in two days. This guy is going to have a major concussion, possibly brain damage. That's a, that's a thing in movies. You can get hit on the head as many times as you want. You like wake up, go, oh, and, that, and you're fine. Yeah. And not, there's no after effects. That's nonsense. I will actually say that the the one point when Mel, I'm sorry, Jerry, yeah. first clubs him in the back of the head and then's like, are you kidding? Are you fooling? Are you fooling? And the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I'm fooling. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was kind of cute. Yeah, But he's, he brings up the point of interagency feuding. Right. The idea of the different, now, Jerry, oh, Jerry has the whole thing of like, oh, some of them want chaos, some of them want order, and they're there, you're, you're, it's... There is historical precedent for the fact that the different uh, intelligence agencies don't don't play well together. Yeah, but it's less about one of the, they have different agendas and more about they who who gets the credit for stuff because whoever gets the credit, whoever has the most successes, gets a bigger budget. Yeah, I and these are supposedly two like deep departments that aren't even CIA or NSA yeah. or or IMF. I'm assuming NSA, by the way, because the guy. Uh, nice guy agent says, if the intelligence community is a family, we're the uncle nobody talks about. Yeah. Which sure. made me think, are, are you saying you're a child molester? <laughs> or the what? man from uncle. <laughs> yeah, but probably he was NSA, or as they used to call it, no such agency. Now, there is one conspiracy theory put forth in this film that I totally believe. And I, yeah. you know, I have experience, so I actually can speak to this one. Uh, having worked there, I can guarantee that Barnes and Noble is totally in <laughs> yep. on yeah. Yeah, I had no 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 trouble with that at all. I completely believe that Barnes and Noble is linked into the intelligence community's uh, network. 
Because they're literally monitoring book sales in the entirety of Manhattan, and when anybody buys yeah. a copy of Catcher in the Rye, it immediately ping, trigger, ah! it triggers an alarm, okay. which makes me think, when school starts, <laughs> and people are buying their book lists, it must be, oh god, they're 60,000, ping, 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 yeah. total overload. Yeah, and I actually, to be fair, I, I hope they have changed these softwares since I there, but uh, if they could, they would still be running on Windows 98 because they graduated to that when I was there and I left in yeah, 2013. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. there you go. Yeah, I love those green figures on the black screen. That's, uh, that's yeah. special. One of the things near the final, this is again a spoiler, but Jerry, you know, Alice confronts Jerry and asks him flat out, Did you kill my father? And he starts talking about as he's trying to access the memories. It really sounds like he's making it up as he's going along. I, it's, I don't understand why Alice believes him. I think he's incredibly unconvincing. Oh, we know why she believes him. Because as she proves throughout the film, she believes anything. Yeah. She believes evil Picard. She, she believes... And the thing is, is that she's... I, I, this could have been a moment, like I said, where... You have Captain Picard show up. I'm sorry. It's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. his character's name. <laughs> uh, Dr. Um, Jonas. I don't care. Jonas, right. They have Jonas come in and explain reasonably. It's like, this guy's nuts. Look, you know, here's what's happened. And the only reason we're after him, uh, I don't know why we haven't killed him, but the only reason we're after <laughs> him and the reason we're trying to keep you out of this is because of the connection of the fact that he killed your dad. And this seems reasonable and will answer all her questions about what's happened and she so she believes him and the next time mel shows up she believes him and it's eh, justice department she must i want to bring up our talking points real quick before sure. we get to the end mm -hmm. so what is the conspiracy in this movie i don't know I, it's not really clear it's some cat dr picard is creating <laughs> he's Doctor? basically an, an assassin factory he is sure. he's a manchurian candidate people and i guess some of the implication is he's selling them to people that it's not for the government because they don't they want to know who he works for and what he's doing. Yeah, I I think other than you could actually also say there's an argument to be made for the fact that all the conspiracies are true because everything he espouses in yeah. the beginning of the film they pretty much prove or somebody admits well, to later on. Not everything we don't really find out about the Kennedy assassination or the lone uh, gunman or any of that or but. The, the the earthquake laser yeah actually the, the happens. earthquake beam and, but we also we don't know that Jerry Garcia is still alive uh Max yeah we totally know that Jerry Garcia is still alive <laughs> along with Janis Joplin uh, yeah. and Jimi Elvis. Hendrix and they're and they're all in a band in the South Seas you know that oh well, yeah I guess and Paul's not the real one it's a clone it's a robot um, but sure I'm dead uh, <laughs> So uh, if you want to say it's the it's yeah. sort of an extension of the MK Ultra conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be kind and say that that's the conspiracy the film's talking about. Okay. Um yeah. Do we believe yeah. the conspiracy depicted? Kind of I I it's not completely absurd. Although I have to say if you're going to pick somebody to be an assassin, you don't pick somebody who's as distinctive looking as Mel Gibson. Yeah. You would choose a nebbish. I was, you would choose somebody who you wouldn't look at twice. Wally Cox. Yeah, or the guy I keep thinking of is Mr. Peterson from uh, Bob <laughs> John Newhart. Fiedler. John Fiedler. Yo. Yeah, but that voice. True, the voice is memorable. I'm, I'm going to kill you now. Okay. <laughs> but that's the thing. An assassin is, should be the person you would never think of as being an assassin. When I, and I, let's face it, you look at Mel Gibson and those crazy eyes, you go, yeah, he could, he could totally be a gunman. Yeah, and we can't tell because there's no information given. Was he like this before yeah. the programming, or, or did was they break it a result? We don't know. We just yeah. still can't figure out why he's let loose. Like, why is he driving a cab? Oh, that's okay because we have one of our agents is pretending to be a paraplegic newspaper guy, and we're keeping an eye. Why? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't understand. You're obviously not going to use him for anything. Well, no, they say they were keeping an eye on him because he hoped that eventually he would lead him to Jonas. Well, and it doesn't seem all that... I, Julia Roberts trips over Jonas. Yeah. Taking out the trash. How hard is it to find him? You're supposed to be like the NSA. Is it really that difficult? He had an office for sake. Yeah. 
<sighs> so I want to say the thing is, is that as depicted, no. The weird thing is, is they had a conspiracy that's actually true. <laughs> the MK Ultra thing turns out to have been true. So they do a really good job of taking something that actually happened and making us go, "Dab." Ah, <laughs> well, maybe that's that? what they were trying to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, hell, that Bell Gibson Jerry talks about how uh, Oliver Stone is actually working for the government. And, Oh, well, we may find out more about that. May. Hmm. But uh, I'm out of notes here. Do you want to get to the this big surprise shot yeah, yeah. thing of our episode? Yeah, yeah. The finish. So, Max, you said you saw it when it came out and perhaps a number of times since. Uh, does that mean that you like the movie? I enjoy the movie. I think it's kind of fun just listening to Mel Gibson babble. And there's some okay action sequences. But it's not good, no. Mm. It, it's, tra- it's trash, basically. To me, it's enjoyable trash. Do you recommend it? If you want something that you really shouldn't think too hard about, <laughs> and you want to, I, I don't know, you want to look at uh, Mel Gibson or you want to look at Julia Roberts, yeah, go ahead. I, would, I can't really give it a ringing endorsement. It's okay. It's... I found it entertaining at times, and it is funny to hear all of that nonsense espoused. You know, just basically your one-stop shop for conspiracy theories. Yeah. In case you wanted a list, I think I think it works okay for that. So, yeah, it's meh. What about what about you? You did not see what came out. No, I'd never heard of it. Okay, <laughs> which is interesting. But there you go. Um, I think it's terrible. Uh, okay. I have a big problem with the tonal shift because there's sections to me that where Mel's supposed to be funny and I can't tell if he's funny or are we laughing at mental illness or I don't know. And to be fair, the whole being a little bit more conscious of the actual effects of mental illness and it being an illness and not treating it as something funny was not true back in 1997. Now, that doesn't excuse it. It does kind of explain it a little. And I think the main idea is actually pretty good. We've got somebody who has a bunch of crazy theories, and it turns out one of them's true. I wish they had actually done that and had her slowly, like, leave all the father stuff out and the assassin stuff out, and yeah. quite honestly, come up with something other than an earthquake laser. Um, but, yeah. you know, have this guy who, you know, is constantly you're like, hey, have you checked on this thing? Hey, have you checked on this thing? And at one point, this character just finally gives in and says, fine, I'll go look, and finds out that it is. Yeah. It could have been a really taut thriller and actually been pretty interesting. As it is, all of the agents in this are bumbling, and bumbling yeah, upsets really, Holmes no end. <laughs> it really does make you wonder about the state of the intelligence community in that movie world. Yeah, like yeah. none of their objectives are that difficult to take care of. Yeah. In fact, there's one point where he has, they talk about that he's got five subscribers to his crazy theory um, nutball newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. And they've managed to go and kill four of the five subscribers on the list. And before. The, fifth, the fifth, of course, is P- Evil Picard. Right. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen Donner do better. I've seen Gibson do better. Julie Roberts is fine. I don't have anything against her performance, but there's certainly nothing to recommend it. Terribly interesting. She doesn't. Again, she does not get a lot to do. Most of what she's doing is reacting, Um, and uh, most of it. Again, the focus is clearly supposed to be Mel. Yeah, Patrick Stewart has done tons better. Yeah. Um, Heck, go watch Excalibur. Or any yeah. episode look, of uh, Next Generation. but One uh, thing that this did make me think of is, okay, he's got five subscribers to his zine. He puts yeah. out a newsletter called Conspiracy Theory. If he were around today, he would have a hugely successful YouTube channel. Yeah. But, you know, you have to make sure you can't tell where he shot it. or Oh, yeah. Oh, he would. I'm sure he would do all I don't know if he would ever even want to get online. He would have so much, such a big audience now. Yeah, it's probably true. Or he'd have his own uh, coast-to-coast radio show. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. Anyway, yeah. Um, that's it for Conspiracy Theory. Max, could you go yep. over the uh, poll question for this week again? I can't. That's just what they'll be expecting me yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it. They will! <laughs> I've got a hammer, and I've got a <laughs> pair of tongs. Don't make me use them. I don't know you're, how, but don't make to, me. Are you going to go shoe bumpy? I mean, <laughs> uh, the, the poll question, what historical figure do you think has been most badly portrayed, just done dirty in the movies? You know, Pocahontas, Stephen Hawking, Genghis Khan. 
What famous person from history makes you go, oh man, will they ever get them right in a movie? And you can tell us this either by, by emailing us at us at maxmikemovies.com or stopping in at our website, maxmikemovies.com, for those of you not paying attention, and leave a comment. You can also find us on the socially mandated media, uh, the Facebook and the Twitter. But be careful. Elon snooping around again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may be getting some e- some musky contamination on Twitter uh, under Max Mike Movies. And of to course, live like always- the Elon to <laughs> think like the Elon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jack Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Okay. Um, and you can find us, of course, on your podcast of choice: Spotify, Smart FM, who knows what else. We're all over the place, and somebody out there thinks we're adorable. Aww. Yep. Thank you, dear listener. Yep. But we aren't done yet. There are so many more conspiracies to unravel. So, how are you going to unravel next week, Mike? Well, when we came up with this this topic, this series idea, there are certain films that it's like, we kind of have to do these films because they're kind of too big to not do. And we'll get hurt if we don't. <laughs> uh, and next week is one of those films, although it doesn't have a title per se. Oh. Or at least it's in some language I can't pronounce. Oh, okay. um, I'm going to do, do my best. Uh, I'm sure yeah. other people will write in and tell me how to say this. But next week, we're going to delve deep into Jifk. Jif- oh, I think, do you mean Jafika, the Kenyan movie about uh, about the spice, the uh, rubber trade? No, it's Jifk. Jifka. Jifk. Jifk. Uh, oh, wait, is it Jif K, like the peanut butter company? No, no, I oh. think it has to do with the assassination of some president. I just don't know which one. Wow, that's I, I, I can't figure out Jifk. They probably called it Jifk just so that how people you, wouldn't watch it? it. How do you spell JFK? it? JFK? No vowels? No. Oh, that's weird. It doesn't even keep going, LMNOP. It's just Jifk. <laughs> so well, we'll have to look into this and see what the actual, what it means, what this, yes. what this strange word means. Join us next week when we figure out Jifk. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.